0: I'm World Cup champion Megan Klingenberg. Wondering who you should root for at the FIFA Women's World Cup? I'm hosting a new podcast, My New Favorite, Fubalista, where I will introduce you to soccer's brightest stars and the causes they are championing. From the 22-year-old American phenom speaking out about student-athlete mental health, I try to just, like, approach everything with,
1: like, you don't know what someone's going through, to the U.S. defender who travels to tournaments with her young son. Am I ever going to be able to run for five minutes straight? Check out my new favorite, fútbolista wherever you listen to podcasts. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Edit audio.
0: What is the WNBA? I wish I knew. I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm letting people down by not knowing this. Uh, would not be allowed. I don't know. I'm sorry.
2: This is Rebound Revolution, a not-so-basketball podcast bringing you the revolutionary on and off the court happening in the WNBA. From queer baddies to history to ones to watch, join me, Money, as we get into it all. This week... I'm joined by all-star player and league crush, Courtney Williams. We dive into how queerness informs personal style, seeing yourself represented in the W, and how good she is at Trash Talk. My
0: mom and my pops, like, they instilled in me never let nobody take my voice away. I don't care what room I'm in. If I genuinely feel something and I know that it's valid, I'm going to speak on it.
2: I hear people use the word intersectionality a lot these days. But I think a little concept drift has happened with the term since it was first defined by Kimberly Crenshaw. See, when Crenshaw, who is a law professor, came up with the term, she was attempting to describe the legal injustice Black women were experiencing in discrimination lawsuits. Specifically, Black women could either sue based on experiencing sexism or experience in racism but not both. Crenshaw explained that black women have a different experience of being black than black people who aren't women, and similarly, black women have a different experience of being women than women who aren't black. She explained that systems of oppression are not singular experiences, but in fact rely on each other to exist in our experience all at once, making it kind of impossible to separate out which one is causing the injury for folks who navigate multiple systems of oppression. She compared it to a car crash at an intersection where nobody saw the actual accident, just the crumpled mess in its aftermath. So intersectionality refers to these injuries at intersections of oppressions. It's a theory about multiple oppressions being experienced at the same time. Now, while Crenshaw wasn't the first to write about this, she was in her bag with that intersections metaphor, and thus the term kind of stuck. But these days, when people use the term, it actually sounds like they're referring to a phenomenon that the Combahee River Collective called simultaneity, almost 20 years before Crenshaw gave us the term intersectionality. Intersectionality. Basically, what the collective explained is that our identities are not just tagged by the oppression we experience, there's so much knowledge and joy in our identities too. And probably most relevant to women's basketball, the Combahee River Collective wrote that we are all of our identities, everywhere, all the time, simultaneously. Simultaneity feels like a celebration of the particular experiences we have based on all the layers of who we are, not just a list of our oppressed parts. That's what it kind of feels like people are getting at in conversations about intersectionality now. What I love about simultaneity, too, is that it feels like it holds space for shifts in our identities. For example, I'm gay now. (laughs) Being gay now doesn't just mean that I'm out. But for me, it means that I now have an awareness of how being a lesbian informs my womanhood, my life as a Black person, my style, my politics, things I'm into, even the way I podcast. It informs everything. Hey, Courtney, thank you so much for being here on Rebound Revolution with me. What's up? I'm trying to calm down because I've seen you play like live before and I just can't believe I'm talking to you right now. So, (laughs) hey. What's up? It's all love, man. Courtney Williams needs no introduction, but can you introduce yourself for the listeners? For
0: sure. So I'm Courtney Williams. I play for the Chicago Sky. This is my eighth year in the
2: WNBA. Do you have, like, a favorite W moment?
0: I think my favorite moment was probably our 2019 run when I went to Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Mm Because my pops, everybody just made my pops famous. Now you can't tell him nothing. (laughs) Like, you really can't tell him nothing. Like, But I love that for him. He's such a character. He got so much energy. So I think just having the people showing him love and making him go viral, he was just like, (laughs) can't tell him nothing, man. You can't tell him nothing.
2: Yeah, I think seeing him on the sidelines and people being like, "Oh, that's Courtney Daddy." He's like, "Like yes, oh, yes. he
0: loves it." <laughs> hey, he be having me cry because he talking like, "Yeah, people be asking me what my name is. I say my
2: first name Courtney, last name Daddy." <laughs> <laughs> that's so amazing. So funny, man. Okay, so you play with Chicago Sky, and when mm. you got to Chicago, you said that you felt wanted there. Can you talk a little bit more about that experience and how it's been being in Chicago? Yeah,
0: so, you know, free agency is already a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it can be good, but it can be bad. It can be uneasy because it's Mm -hmm. like, it's like everybody is valuing your work, right? Mm -hmm. So it's already this uneasy feeling. But I think Chicago came in, like I said, like, having colleagues reach out to me, having a coach, like, come on, man, like, like, let's get it popping. Like, I feel like that just put that battery in my back. Like, mm-hmm. all ah, right, like, this feel good. Yeah. But now I've been loving it out here in Chicago, man. I ain't going to lie. Like, I ain't know the fans show this much love out here. But, yeah, that's crazy. Like, right when I saw everybody was like, yeah, the basketball coach in Chicago, I'm like, I ain't never been to Chicago other than the times that we had to play Chicago. Yeah. So I ain't never really know like that. But now nah, the fans, like, they be here. Like, they here for sure. They be yes. showing love. And I just think, like, James, too, like the way he see mm-hmm. the game, I think the way he he prepared, like I ain't know he was like that either. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think just plan for him. And just the way he see the game, the way he approach the game, the way he wants us to approach the game. Like
2: mm-hmm.
0: it, it's definitely been a time. So I've been enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. We've been losing a little bit, but it don't feel like that. That feeling is major because you can be losing and that feeling can make it feel like, man, we might as yeah. well wrap this season up right? Mm-hmm. But I think with us, like, we losing, but I feel like it's like a brick every single game is what it feel like. Like, all right, we laying a brick. Like, we building. lost this but we laying a brick. We lost yeah. this, but we laying a brick. And I think we're going to eventually get to the point that we need to get to because reality is, is none of us play with each other. The majority exactly. of us never play with each other, Yeah, right? So we still building that chemistry. We trying to figure things out. We got people that got hurt, right? So it's, it's next man up. And like I said, I think long as we that that feeling stay like we alright. Like we mm-hmm. gonna be good. Yeah. And that feeling's still there. I think we still
2: hungry. And I think as long as that feeling stay there, I think we're gonna be all right. So I know y'all gonna be all right. Cause first of all, Chicago fans, not just in person, but also on WNBA Twitter, Chicago fans are serious, okay? <laughs> and also, y'all played in the first ever WNBA game in Toronto. For sure. Can you talk a little bit about that experience? Nah, that was smooth, man. Like it's history.
0: Yo, the fans flooded that gym out. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. The tickets real. Like, sold out so quick. That's just letting people in the world know, like, man, like, people really want to see this. Yeah. Like, people really want to see this, especially because, like, you you can get, get high for the Las Vegases in the New York, right? The, the super teams, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for it to be us who quote unquote not a super team and then Minnesota who wasn't really a super team either and for them mm-hmm. to still flood that gym out, yeah. I think that's a statement, mm-hmm. right? Man, I was hyped that I was able to be a part of that because like you said, that's history.
2: Yeah. So, you know, everybody is always whispering about like expansion. Well, maybe not whispering, screaming about expansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think that that game meant for like expansion?
0: I think it meant a lot because I think it shows that it it's a place for it, yes, right? I think yeah. it showed that people will show up and show out for women, right? Yeah. Women's basketball. I mean, obviously, we know it's a lot of logistics that come into play when you're talking about expansion. But I definitely think that that was a great look and a step in the right direction. Just so you know, the people who do have to run the logistics of everything are able to see like they show up, they show out, they'll put money into this. Mm-hmm. So. I think that was a good look, for sure.
2: Yeah, it's definitely wanted. Yeah, you know? for sure. What is something that you think people should know about the W that maybe you don't hear them talking about the W?
0: Mm. I think that everybody has a story. Because I think mm. sometimes you can highlight, like, the superstar players and then you sometimes lose, like, it's a space for everybody to be able to tell their story because you never know, like, whose story could help who, mm-hmm. right? And I think that we need to continue to keep doing that, continue to mm-hmm. keep pushing everybody's story because even the person that sit at the end of the bench has a story, yeah. right? And that that could help somebody else. That can inspire somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I think just everybody just need to know, like everybody have challenges that they overcame, right? Yeah. That's a big thing. Like, everybody in the W has a story. So yeah. maybe sometimes take the time to actually, like, if it's not pushed to the forefront, research, like, mm-hmm. somebody's story, right? Yeah, Because they got it. It's them. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get here, man. You feel me? Like It's the hardest league to make a it's roster There's a lot in. of people in the world, man. There's so mm-hmm. many people in the world. Mm-hmm. So even for myself, I didn't think it was attainable. Because yeah. I just had never seen it from where I'm from, right? So it's like, for me to be, it's like, dang, like, I'm one of the ones. It's
2: you, yes. We heard you loud and clear. You love the WNBA and want more analysis and insight on your favorite players. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All season long, we'll be bringing you the post-game analysis that you crave and sitting down for interviews with athletes across the W. You can listen to Queens of the Court on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at
1: select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Okay. Do you have, like, favorite sneakers to wear? Yeah, Moolah. That's who I'm
0: with. Move yeah. I Yeah, they, they show me love. We mm-hmm. just got the customs out. The USF shorty showed them tough. And they got like a bunch of new color drop. So, Are you talking about basketball shoe? or are you talking about like get fly shoe? Oh, it's different? levels to it for sure. yeah. Okay. See, I don't know. I- no, I'm not whooping in no ones, no Jordan ones. You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay. Okay. All right. So, if we talking about just getting fly, like with outfits, I go with the mm-hmm. Jordan ones, like they're my favorites. Yeah. But if we talking about basketball shoes, like mm-hmm. I rock with the Mules because
2: they tough. Okay. As a person who don't play basketball, what's the difference between like a shoe that you play in and a shoe that you mm. get fly in? Oh, it's completely
0: different. So the shoe that you play in, like you want it to look good, but you want to feel good in that shoe. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you want that shoe to be built to play basketball in. So you can't go out there hooping in no Jordan once, even though Michael Jordan did it, but it's a different time. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> Not today's game.
0: <laughs> Not today's game. Like a lot of people, they don't actually hoop in Jordans. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm, the, the mm-hmm. popular Jordans that people be reselling yeah. and stuff like that. You don't hoop in them. You know mm. what I mean? So that's the difference. Like if you know, you know. But yeah. You need to, you need to know that. I'm not out there playing with the energy like you. You're not walking around getting fly, no Kyrie or no
2: LeBron. You know, I don't really wear sneakers no more. What you wear, heels? No. I feel like since the pandemic, all I've been wearing is slides. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel you. I'm not a fashion icon like you, Courtney, okay?
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, but it ain't what's only,
2: is what's in you. So if your slides getting you busy, then rock out. Yeah, exactly. The Adidas slides, all occasions, every color. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) They never did me wrong. I feel that. So speaking of shoes, Mm. I feel like almost every episode when I've asked people like, who are their favorite walk-in outfits? Everybody mm-hmm. has named you. Oh, no what? Yes, cor- cor- mm-hmm. that's smooth. <laughs> I mean, we look. you never know. Did you ever anticipate being like a style icon? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just I just get fly. Yeah,
0: like I said, like it ain't it ain't what's on you; it's what's in you. So mm-hmm. I can go to Walmart and get fly. Like it's just all about how you carry yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. You can have on the ugliest thing ever. But if you're walking around and you walking like you the flyest. I mean, look at Kanye. I don't be liking that stuff Kanye <laughs> doing. <laughs> That's true. But he walk around like he that guy. Like, yeah. he the flyest ever. So it's just the energy
2: that he give off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you do have style, though. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And it has evolved. Like, from watching you mm-hmm. play in college to, like, now. Right. Like, how has it evolved? How did you grow into your style? oh, I'm gay now. So like, (laughs) hey. (laughs) (laughs) But
0: I think when I was, like you said, in college, like I was still trying to find my show. Mm -hmm. So I was still like in that like dressing girly, like had a boyfriend, like kind of in the middle. And then when I kind of got like exposed to different things when I got to college, that's when I was Mm -hmm. able to be like, okay, I think this fly. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, this fly. Now I'm mixing and matching and kind of just really finding my show. So I Mm -hmm. think college is where like, I really found myself and I could really like step into like my swag, you know what I mean? Mm
2: -hmm. I heard you say the bundles ain't coming back. They're not coming back? Nah, nah, nah. (laughs) Nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah. nah. (laughs) Right. Yeah, we can't bring them back. It's just too
0: much work. And I feel like once you done had short hair and you done jumped in the pools and able to Mm -hmm. just like get in the shower, just let all the water run over you and not have to worry about putting on a bonnet and... Mm-hmm. Laying down your leave, man, it's, it's too much when you got You gotta lay down your leave. I you gotta make sure your edges lay. You gotta yeah. make sure your hairs. You see all of that stress? I don't gotta deal with that no more. That's why I locked it. And I don't ever want to again. Yeah, I say, look, lot too. my mom and my sister. Locked and they never turning back. They like it's yep.
2: too convenient. Yeah, to show. How do you think queerness impacted your style? Because you said, well, I'm gay now.
0: So. <laughs> oh, oh, it impacted me a lot. Kind of like I got a masculine type of swag now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I be telling people they need to send their boyfriend to my page if they want to want him to get fly, you feel me? But that's how I dress now. See, so you know you are a
2: style icon. Yeah,
0: but you can't, you know what I'm saying? You can't put yourself in a box. Like, yeah. you got to just be open to all mm-hmm. different type of looks. And I feel like that's kind of what I'm stepping into now. Like, just being open. I don't know if I'm open mm-hmm. enough for no heels in a dredge. <laughs> But I'm open to, you know what I'm saying? Just different looks now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I be on Pinterest, you know what I mean? I be liking (laughs) what I be seeing. So (laughs) I be trying to not put myself in a box too Uh much and just
2: stay open to different looks. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that I really admire about your style is like it's masculinity, but it's like a colorful, Mm -hmm and, like, yeah. energetic masculinity. For sure. You know, it's not, like, the monochrome drag. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we like to have fun with over here. The patterns and the prints. I'm like, okay. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, when you were in college, did it ever feel like you couldn't present the way you wanted mm-hmm. to? Like, as opposed to now being in the league?
0: Yeah, it, it did feel like that at one point. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie, because I feel like you don't see a lot of masculine females getting the marketing deals and oh, getting, yeah. Oh, yeah. even on commercials. Like, you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. rarely see it. Like, you might even see, like, the stems. You know what a stem is, right? <laughs> yes, I know but what a stem people people is. For the people who don't know what a stem is, basically, like, that middle area of a feminine and stud. So it's yeah. like, it's a stem, right? Yeah. So you even see, like, People who kind of present themselves as STEMs, kind of like the Sue Birds and yeah. the Brianna still I kind of yeah. categorize them. You know, some people be like, I don't want to get categorized for it, but lack like well, of a better example. Yeah. I would even say
2: like the Arikes.
0: Yeah. Or, like mm-hmm. you see them, but you never really see just like a masked female yeah. that's really like killing it or like You're on right. the commercials or they like mm-hmm. really promoting. And I think like in college, like, I didn't see it, so I was like, dang, Like, if I want to get a shoe deal or if I want to get on these Mm -hmm. commercials or if I want to get to that next level and people put money into me, I got to keep my hair, I got to make sure I... Got to have the ponytail. Yeah, like, Mm -hmm. that's what it felt like to me, I ain't going to lie. And then I got to the point where I was like, all right, man, like, you got to just take it or leave it. Like, I can't keep being uncomfortable, especially when I really came into my show. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I can't be uncomfortable no more. Yeah. Like, I got to do what feel right and feel good to me. And not only that, look good to me. Like, I got to put on what look good and feel yeah. good. You know what I'm saying? And I think, yeah. like, it did take me a little minute to get to that place of just mm-hmm. being comfortable in my own skin. And knowing, like, mm-hmm. all right, even if I don't get the marketing deals or I don't have these companies wanting to put money into me, it's cool. Because, shoot, I'm being who I am. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. being what feels right to me. So... Mm-hmm. man, all y'all struggling, like, stay locked
2: in. Yes. Be you. You know what I'm saying? Do and, and be yourself. And I would say, just as a fan, like, I deeply appreciate you being you. And I, sure. I'm i just thinking about the day you shook Twitter up when you was like, why wasn't no masculine players on the front of that Sports yeah. Illustrator? And I feel like what they undervalue is, one, like, queer masculinity, but also, two, that... That's sexy to a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, I'm, why like... I'm like, hold on. Hold <laughs> on.
0: Like, especially because a good majority of the league is gay. Yeah. So it's just yes. like, let's just be for real. Like, y'all walk around with more masculine on a regular yeah. basis. So, like, that's what to me I wanted to see. Like, I want to look at that and feel like I can see myself on that. Yeah, And I didn't feel like I could see myself on that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, seeing that cover and and I didn't want to take away from it. That's why I was like, I'm glad that the visibility is getting there. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it's still ways to go. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to feel represented as well because I'm a part of the W too. Yes. And it's a lot of people that look like me that's a part of the W as well and we want to feel like we being represented as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
2: So, it's levels to it. (laughs) I was going to ask you this later but I think outside of your style, I think what even elevates your style, like you keep saying it's not on you, it's in you, is that you're like unafraid to like share your opinions. I'm thinking about like your comments in the um, 144 documentary, it just like stood mm. out, right? Like, I remember you saying something like, we here for the bag, but like, we make a statement when we play. And I'm oh, like, yeah. Yes, Courtney! <laughs> so, I don't know. Would you consider yourself like an activist or like, where does that come from? <laughs> just like, share nah, your opinions.
0: I just think on me, like, and I just feel like my mom and my pops, like, they instilled in me never let nobody take my voice away. I don't care yeah. what room I'm in, right? I mm-hmm. could be in a room with corporate people. I could be in a room with the rest of the 143. Like, yeah. I could be in the coaches meeting. It's mm-hmm. like, if I genuinely feel something and I know that it's valid, I'm going to speak on it, yeah. right? Especially mm-hmm. because it's like, you look around and you know people thinking it. Thinking it, Yeah, So it's like, <laughs> I know y'all thinking it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like, I'm thinking it too, but it's like, I'm never going to let anybody cut my tongue off. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to always speak on what I feel, especially if I know that it's justified. Yeah. And honestly, it's always justified if I feel it. Like, I could be standing in there by myself. Yeah. But if I feel it, I'm going to speak on it because I'm never going to let nobody take my voice away because Mm -hmm. if your opinion matter, my opinion matter as well. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So if I'm going to sit down and I'm going to hear y'all talk and speak on the things that y'all value and how y'all feel, like, we all going to speak on what we value and what we feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just always been that way,
2: like. Yeah.
0: I ain't going to say I consider myself no activist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I'm going to speak up, though. No matter what room I'm in, I'm going to speak up. Yeah.
2: Well, I think just, like, the visibility and the, like, representation that... Mm-hmm. I see in you, it's image activism, if nothing else. And it really does, like... Well, come on, man. I'm gonna take it. It, it really does, like, motivate other folks <laughs> to show up in their skin yeah. and maybe, like, step into their voice a little bit more. Sure. So, I appreciate it. Speaking of your voice, you know, because I, I don't caught a few Athletes Unlimited games. You are not yeah. shy to be talking on the court, either. Trash talk is like... The- <laughs> Come on, man. We going to talk. We going to chat now. <laughs> do you feel like that's a part of your
0: game? Yeah. It's like, I'm not no disrespectful, mean trash talker. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a trash talker where it's like trash talk, but it's still like a lightness to it. Like mm-hmm, a funniness mm-hmm. to it in a sense. You know yeah. what I'm saying? hmm It ain't like I'm on the floor like, I'll do your mommy. man. <laughs> 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 No, but you... it's more for me. It's like, yo, you can't guard me. Like, stop yes, You can guard me. Like that. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like that type of vibe. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's level to trash talk, man. You can be out there really like, wild on some yeah. of the stuff they say. Mm-hmm. Then you got some people who try and trash talk and it's just like, don't trash talk. You don't know how to. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. your trash talk suck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even take you serious so it's levels to it but yeah i'm mm-hmm. always check though i'm always checked. yeah
2: yeah you're like oh okay. i got this shot you can't block that you hey, can't. right come on yeah be for real be i was like real. dang <laughs> it's bad enough you just dropped 20 <laughs> points on them but then you're gonna tell them that they can't guard oh, you. oh i gotta any? tell you <laughs> i gotta tell you too i gotta tell you what i did just so you know <laughs> I'm going to go back in time a little bit with you. When did you know that you wanted to do basketball, like, seriously?
0: Oh, shoot. I never really knew, to be honest. Like, really? I ain't going to lie. I was never one of them people who was like, oh, I'm going to play basketball. Like, I never mm-hmm. even thought I would have had a chance, to be honest. Like, because I'm from a small town. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I only had one offer to college. It was even- Tell them where
2: you from, Courtney.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm from Folston, Georgia. You know what I'm saying? So I'm from a small little town right at the Florida-Georgia borderline, but it's in Georgia. But yeah. everything that we do is in Florida. So, like, if I want to go home, I got to fly into Florida. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm from a small little town, like, and we never even had a woman go D1. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was never something that I even thought was attainable. So, like, like I said, my mom's, like, had me running, running, like, all these tournaments, different things, different council, whatever. And I ended up having one offer from the University of South Florida. Mm-hmm. Like, my only offer, it was either that or the military. So, I thought I was going into the military. I'm just like, all I know is once I graduate, I got to get out of my mama's house. <laughs> like, it don't matter what mm-hmm. I do, but I got to get up out of my mama's house. So, when South Florida offered me, like, my mama said, you better commit right now. You going. <laughs> I literally committed right then and there. That was my only Mm offer. And then when I got there, they didn't even really know me because the person that recruited me, Mm -hmm. like, I think, like, she seen me, so she knew what I could do. But the other coaches, they didn't really see me play for real, so they didn't really know what I could do. Mm -hmm. So I'm going into practice, like, couldn't even get into practice. Like, third, fourth string, couldn't even play. But then, you know how sometimes games kind of get, like, out of your control where you can't win. So you just throw people... Out mm-hmm. there, just like, let me mm-hmm. just throw y'all out there see what y'all be yeah. do. Maybe out of the bench. Spark. yeah, Yeah, let me play the bench, for real. <laughs> so he threw me out there. He threw me out there. And in my head, I'm like, Court, just go out there and get four rebounds. Like, just whatever time you get, just go and get four rebounds. So that was my mentality. Like, just go get four rebounds because that's going to get some possessions. Like, yeah. And then you just slowly, like, gain trust, right? You gain trust, you gain trust. And... I messed around, and now I'm first person off the bench. And I'm like, okay, just don't mess up. Just don't mess Mm -hmm, up. mm -hmm. And then that's kind of where I got to. My freshman year, I went from not being able to even get into practice to working my way up to first person off the bench. And my sophomore year, oh, it was my time then. I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right, it's my team. Like, I'm about to handle my business. And then I think, like, going into my senior year is when my coach kind of started mentioning to me, like, Corey, you on the draft board? I'm like, what? Because I'm not even thinking, like, yeah. I even have a chance to get to that next level. I'm just like, mm-hmm. all right, like, let me try and get this degree and figure out what's next for me. Like, I knew yeah. I was cold and I knew that folks couldn't see me. <laughs> but to me, it was always like, all right, I got to just be put in the right room. And I just didn't know if I would yeah. be able to put in that room. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the time, at South Florida, we was playing UConn. So that UConn team was oh, the yeah. Brianna Stewart, Mojell. Morgan tug so when i tell you i still hold a grudge against that Yukon team i don't cuz they the ones who got me drafted okay. shout out to them for real cuz if it wasn't if it wasn't for playing them them four years yeah and i was giving them like 20 every time we played them yep. so yeah so everybody was like oh that girl a pro cuz she playing against mm-hmm. pros and giving them 20 right if I wouldn't have played against them
1: hmm.
0: man it I don't know where I would be right now so
2: shout out to them okay. UConn girls man. <laughs> okay you making me look at it different now they the ones got me drafted for sure okay you <laughs> just gave me a different perspective on it I'm like yeah, okay man show them girls love me. Something else that you've talked a lot about is kind of like the double standard between men's basketball and women's basketball. Mm. And especially when it comes to like, I don't like showing any kind of energy or emotion on the court. Yeah. Like, why do you think that is? And do you feel like it's starting to change? Because I feel like there's Mm. like, you know, the younger girls who will eventually like be in the league well one day. I feel like they have, like, energy and they're unapologetic about it. And part of that, I think, is because of, like, y'all, like, your generation of players. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really don't know
0: why it's like that, but it could also be, like, the perception of how women should carry themselves. Yeah. And it's tough, but that's just the society that we live in. I think we got to just continue to keep changing that narrative. Like, Mm -hmm. we can talk trash we can play bully basketball we can bang like and y'all have to let us do that and be okay with us doing that you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. i think it's just like you said just continuing to be ourselves and and change that narrative of like right it's it's good like we competing too Mm -hmm. we can compete too in Mm -hmm. our own right and in our own way Yeah. Just take time, man. Anything that you do
2: is going to take time. I feel like from the stands, I can see it. You know, as a fan, I can watch and see. But do you see, like, the influence that players like you and in your generation have on, like, younger players who are coming up? I mean, I don't don't know. Like, I feel like it's hard to see it when you win.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard to see it when you win it. Because, like, to me, I'm just being myself. So, Mm -hmm. like, when I see other people being themselves, I'm like, all right. Turnover. I'm glad y'all be in y'all sales <laughs> like, You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm not thinking like, oh, y'all able to be y'all sales because I was myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like I said, it's hard to see it when you're in it. For me personally, like, Cappy was a big influence for me. Yes, Cappy. Yeah. When I came into the league, like I didn't watch the W. I ain't gonna lie, because mm-hmm. like I said, I didn't even think it was attainable for me. Yeah. So for me, when I got in the league and I actually started watching it, and I seen Cappy, I'm like, oh my God, somebody my height. Got tattoos, be like putting that on. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I like her. Yeah. Wrote, yeah. Which is crazy because my first year going overseas, she came to my team late. And I remember her getting on the bus and saying, What's up, Court? And I'm like, You know my name. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, Come on, man. I know who you are. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I think it's hard when you actually in it, to see the yep. shit influence that you really have yeah. on the people coming up up after you. So, for me personally, like I said, like, to me, my influence was Kathy. Mm-hmm. I don't think you knew that right. until, like, it's later on in your career and now you're like, now I can give you your flowers. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Now I can let you know, like, bro, like, I really wouldn't have been able to move the way I moved or even mm-hmm. think moving the way I moved was okay had I not seen you. Being able to see it, the visibility. So, now mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, like,
2: I can do that too. Like Mm -hmm. what you just said is part of the reason. Even beyond, you know, you are an incredible player. But even beyond your Mm -hmm. play, why I feel like you are so important because, like, when you can't see it, it's really hard to believe that you could do it. Real. And I think on so many levels, you are that. Like, just like your visibility as like a masculine queer woman, the way you play, your like humor, your openness. I just want to give you your flowers while you in it. I and appreciate I just that. can't wait to see what's coming. <laughs> so, <laughs> I appreciate you. Yeah. OK, so where can folks find you?
0: All right, boom. Y'all can find me on the ground
2: at Courtney Williams 10. And if you're not following Courtney, do yourself a favor and follow Courtney, OK? Come on, man. Rock out. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks so much, Courtney. This was amazing talking man, to you. I love it, man. I appreciate y'all.
1: Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Welcome to the orange carpet. Now, we know these W players don't just give their all to the game. They also like to look real good doing it. So in this little segment, we roll out the orange carpet to give some shine to players past and present killing the fashion game. From signature hairstyles to the unforgettable shoe game, let's get into the styles that we love to see. This week, I'm rolling out the orange carpet for the Agumake sisters, Neeka and Chanae. So Necka and Chanae have been doing these coordinated sister walk-in outfits this season, and I love it. Necka and Chanae have played together for the L.A. Sparks for a few seasons now, but this season, it seems like they came to say something as sisters with these tunnel fits. <laughs> for Pride Night, they repped for Nigeria, which is where their family is from, with opposite-colored fits, and walked in together. They look like a basketball version of Chloe and Holly, okay? <laughs> I also loved that they did this on Pride Night because it felt like it lended visibility to queer Nigerians. So, like, Cheney was in this all-black, like, Nija outfit, and NECA was in, like, an all-white uh, with some pops of green. And it was just amazing. More recently, the two of them wore these monochromatic purple walk-in fits. Totally different vibes to each sister's outfit, but all the same colors of purples. Oh, my goodness. May these two retire as sparks together because they both looked so amazing in these purple outfits. So to the Aguumake sisters, I love the coordinated sister walk-in outfits. Please keep it coming. Let me know who else y'all want to see on the orange carpet. There are a lot of dope players in the W, but not everyone gets their flowers, and I want to make sure they do. So I'm going to shout out a player who everyone should know in a little segment called <laughs> Money's MVP. And speaking of the Aguruma K's, this week, my MVP is NECA Aguma K. So NECA is probably most known for being the outspoken president of the WNBA Players Association. I mean, just as I, like, think back in my memory, I can't think of another person who has held this position that has been as, like, vocal and visible as NECA has. I'm thinking about her pushes for paid parental leave for players And last year, all she did to highlight BG's Russian detention and, like, trying to get her home, NECA has just been, like, a force as the president of the WNBA Players Association. So that's probably what she's best known for. But y'all, NECA is an incredible basketball player. Her current team is the Los Angeles Sparks. And something you should know about NECA, she was drafted number one in 2012. And in 2016, when the Los Angeles Sparks won the championship, NECA was the MVP that season. And somehow she was still snubbed from the USA Olympic team that year and has actually been snubbed for three Olympic cycles. So I don't know what is going on behind the scenes at USA Basketball, but NECA has never made the roster for the Olympics. And instead of, you know, slamming USA Basketball, she petitioned to play for Nigeria, where her family is from. And the USA Basketball Association actually approved her petition, but FIBA denied it, I guess because of her association with USA Basketball. I don't know how that works, but I do know that she is petitioning again for the next Olympic cycle to play for Nigeria. And I really hope NECA gets it, okay? Because she deserves to be an Olympian. I can't wait to see her in the Nigerian uniform out here playing in the Olympics. I wanted to make sure that I gave NECA her flowers because she's not really a household name when people talk about incredible basketball players. Even though she was a number one overall draft pick, she's the MVP, she's won a championship, and she's an eight-time all-star. She's an all-star again this year. And on top of all of this, Necta is still playing like she just got here. She's still playing as if she has something to prove around being a great basketball player. And she doesn't. Her resume is stamped and certified. She is good. <laughs> so shout out to Madam President Neka K. <laughs> Who else do y'all think that I should make an MVP? Rebound Revolution is an edit audio original podcast created in collaboration with the Cube. I'm your host, Money McIntyre. And this episode, was produced by Melissa Horton mick finnegan and me it was edited mixed and mastered by mick finnegan our supervising producer is anna deshawn our executive producer is steph colburn thank you to kathleen speckard and the whole edit audio team